0: No, no, he, he doesn't need it. He hatched one raw. It's he, not he's got to pay for the second one.
1: <laughs> Can we start referring to full odds as raw? I no. love that Un- no. unprepared odds. <laughs> Tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. The season of Heritage is just as much about where we're going as it is about where we've been. Go Tour Johto, when? Niantic is giving us a whopper of an event as a gift this holiday season. Why can't I hold all these postcards? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 172. It's December 12th, a Sunday evening? Question mark. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How are you on this Sunday evening? I am... Alive. <laughs> we just got you back fresh from the fight of work, as it is. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you being so flexible this week. Um, the, our other previous recording time of yesterday uh, might have been bungled. And that was my fault. Kyle was here at three o'clock, and I was not because I forgot that we agreed at three o'clock. So here we are today anyway uh before we get started here shout out to four patrons that we've newly acquired thank you thank you thank you to garen zachary cole and nick so very happy to have you on the discord server for those of you that did join i'm pretty sure all four of you have from what i've seen uh and we're, we're very thankful for your support so thank you very very much and a big shout out to fish and Defi e for accompanying kyle down the path of avoiding a solo recording last week uh it was lovely i (laughs) adored editing that show it was great to not hear me
0: (laughs) so thank you kyle for doing that and taking the lead that was awesome no problem it was it was fun yep it was fun but a little bit stressful once every three years we'll do it it'll be cool (laughs) all right so let's review
1: some goals i did send you mine for uh the show last week and you set some of your own although uh we're not entirely sure if we actually have all of kyle's written down or not uh, because somebody didn't write them down Uh, yeah Uh, look
0: i forgot to write them down (laughs) i forgot to write them down
1: you said it on the show that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) um all right so kyle you wanted to do at least 30 gbl matches how'd that go no absolutely not okay the stardust challenge one hundred twenty thousand stardust no okay and mischief unbound did you finish that
0: no okay was there anything else no i don't i don't think so okay if there was i probably didn't accomplish it this week (laughs) because that's what my accomplishments have been this week is nothing is nothing (laughs) oh my gosh
1: well you know what hey true to form we appreciate the dedication uh well i'm sorry to hear that that's kind of a bummer hopefully next week you'll get the chance to do a little bit of something leading up to especially uh december community day weekend Uh, for myself i had submitted the goals of a shiny zekrom and slash or reshiram and despite i think i did probably 15 to 20 raids um of either (sighs) no luck no luck whatsoever i'm a little bit bummed about it walked 25 kilometers i missed it by two yeah weather was cold I thought I should have gone on a longer walk while it was nice. The one or two days it was. Well, million experience. I do believe I did get that. So Yahoo. Woo. Finish Stardust Challenge. I did that and finish Mischief Unbound. I actually finished that before y'all even recorded. it. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Okay. We have so much to talk about today, we have so very, very much. And not just because we forewent the season of heritage coverage last week so that Kyle and I could explore it here today, but in addition, like three other big pieces of news have dropped since. So we made the executive decision early on that this show will not include, sorry to say for some of you fans out there, but it won't have Pokalore, and it won't have Gear Up. But what we will have is a Mondo amount of news. Presented by Kyle and myself. (laughs) Please enjoy. Yo, what's going on? It's the news. And boy, howdy, is it a news section? Kyle, you said that you've been so busy, you haven't even had the chance to review any
0: of this information yet. Is that is that true? None of it, right? Pretty much pretty much none of it at all, except for what's been kind of posted as images on the subreddit. Sure, sure. So I was like, Chris and I will cover this and I've got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm just I'll read it later. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. No problemo. Uh, When I was writing this, I've got a handle on it, but let's kind of
1: explore it together, shall we? So Season of Heritage is the first piece of news here. Trainers ready for a blast from the past while visiting a historical cave site. I discovered a giant door equipped with a set of strange unlocking mechanisms. The team leaders and I have some hypotheses as to how to unlock it but we're still unsure as to what may lie beyond. Pretty exciting, wouldn't you say? This is, of course, written from the perspective of Professor Willow. Uh, This is not me, not a fanfic that I wrote. Let's explore this relic from the past as we ponder our own heritages. I have a feeling we'll learn much more about this particular location over the coming months as we seek to solve these mysteries together. What can we learn from the histories of places, Pokemon, and even our fellow trainers that will shed light on our future? Let's go find out. How cute jeez okay so bear with us uh this this event and well this season breakdown and the events are a little bit complicated some more than others so we'll do our best i try to organize this in a way that makes sense but uh monthly seasonal bonuses and timed research if if you've been playing the past 12 days you've already had probably a really great experience with this first part right so a different seasonal bonus will be featured every month during the season of heritage in addition time to research will be available every month and will reward trainers with exclusive avatar items December's timed research will be available to all trainers, while the timed research in January and February will be available to those who pre-purchase a ticket for Pokemon Go Tour Johto. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we will be talking about Go Tour Johto, but after the season framework has been set, so to speak. So first up is December. Work along Blanche and Professor Willow to activate the first portion of the Mysterious Doors Unlocking Mechanism. Blanche has been able to decipher that it requires Stardust and the help of ice and ground type Pokemon to do so. And that's where you come in. The monthly bonus for this month is two times Stardust, her first catch of the day, each day, which is awesome. Uh, the other day I caught, was it a Drudagon from a raid? And I got like 10,000 Stardust because it was my seven day streak
0: and it was double. It was awesome. Should be 18,000 then. Seven day oh. streak gives 9,100. Well, then I'm. For wronged. a first catch maybe it was a six day i
1: don't know something like that uh timed research stardust challenge this is the stardust challenge that i had set a goal to finish and so did kyle kyle you've still got half a month you're a okay don't you worry
0: i mean i i will finish it just i did not make my goal gotcha
1: gotcha uh collect one hundred and twenty thousand stardust total to unlock that's for the big monthly unlock which has already been attained by the way earn stardust during the month of december to make progress on blanche's timed research and unlock rewards like the dino hat avatar item so in addition to the group goal right of all of us needing to hit one hundred twenty thousand, right there was also like incremental goals and like a timed research that was like 13 steps 12 steps something to that effect i've already finished it the dino hat avatar item
0: is (laughs) superb it is wonderful it's so silly it's so good it, yeah. it needs other things to go with it, but yes, I think it is <laughs> It is a good design, just not by itself. It's a
1: good example of a fun item. Like a have good, they have fun fixed it so item. it's not broken? Uh, probably not. Wait, was it oh. clipping with other things?
0: Uh, there was clipping. There was also, if you viewed it from the back, it didn't mesh up with the lining of the head, so you could see inside the avatar's head and see the eyes on the other side. Oh, my. Some Assassin's Creed Unity release week stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that.
1: (laughs) Okay. well, um, I haven't seen any of that in a while or anything. That doesn't mean it's not still there, but I can't confirm. it. So (laughs) that's funny. Also, a little bit of a bummer. But so that's December. We've got a handle on that because we're in it. That's right. I'm in it. January, uh, the team leader focused will be Spark. What does January have in store for the season of Heritage? Stay tuned. They haven't told us yet monthly bonus will be two times experience or first catch of the day kind of a cool idea time to research will be an xp challenge we'll need to earn in a similar fashion to the stardust challenge experience points two hundred and forty thousand experience points total to unlock to be exact and it looks like there will also be an incremental uh timed research or earn xp during the month of january to make progress on sparks timed research and unlock rewards like the goomy hat avatar item now kyle do you have high
0: hopes for the goomy hat as well it seems it seems pretty good. That seems pretty good. Have you seen any images for it yet or no? No, I have not. Me neither. I don't know if, don't know if there's any images floating around yet, but I haven't. Yeah. Seen them. I also haven't seen them if they
1: are, but I'm excited. Dino just really knocked it out of the park. The last month is February, and that's right. The best leader Candela will be featured. What does January have in store for the season of heritage? Stay tuned. We still don't know this. But we do know the monthly bonus. This one is increased candy XL from hatching eggs and two times experience from hatching eggs. Boy, howdy. Do they have my number this month? Uh, Catch 600 total Pokemon to unlock. The time to research this time is going to be catch challenge. 600 Pokemon is a pittance of Pokemon. Depends who you ask, but yes. Oh, OK, that's a that's a fair point. I think in the circles that you and I run in, this is half of a
0: community day. Yeah, that, I mean, that <laughs> in, for most people I know, that's very, very little. But there was the one step for it was probably level 41 or whatever. You had to catch 200 Pokemon in one day. And I remember seeing a lot of people being like, that's too many. So for real. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it is over the course of a month. So 600 yeah, it's should not, be doable. It's, it's it not doable. much. It's you just have to play the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, catch Pokemon during the month of February to make progress on Candela's timed research and unlock rewards like the Noibat hat avatar item. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, that's the I one know I'm know least about excited that. about. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Oh, yeah.
0: I like, like, I don't know, a, a Noibat backpack or something. I don't uh, know about the hat. You know what I want is a headband with just the huge ears
1: on it. Okay. Sure yeah that'd be kind of (laughs) cool but yeah so that's what you have to look forward to as far as like monthly timed research is uh is concerned but of course there's different pokemon appearing in the wild now uh for these next upcoming little sections about wild encounters pokemon and eggs and stuff like that i I really cut down the information because they gave us like full lists of like 12 pokemon uh so i'm just pointing out like one or two or three of the really exciting ones and i would encourage you to go take a look at the article itself which uh, again a link will be in the show notes so go take a look at yourself uh but acknowledged biomes they did it last season too they they had the same bits here they they did but the way that they had like talked about it before was kind of like i thought it was from the perspective of just like go to places like this but now these names are consistent like they have labels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I don't know, it feels much more concrete than the last time. Um but cities you can expect to see trubbish and bronzor, etc. Forests, joltic, Pharisee, and more. Mountains, Aerodactyl, Muna, more. Uh, bodies of water will have Lapras and Finian and many more. Northern Hemisphere specific will have the Sinnoh starters. Delibird, etc. And Southern Hemisphere will have the Hoenn starters Combi, that's the Stardust catch in that pool, uh, and etc. Switching perspectives to eggs, though, then 2K eggs, you'll see polywag bell sprouts swine up more. Five Ks will feature Osrell Happiny Munchlax and more. 10 kilometer eggs, Autono, Darmaka, Mindfu, Rufflet, Gumi, Noibat, and a couple of more <laughs> other Pokemon. Five kilometer adventure sinks and ten kilometer adventure sink. I just did the whole list because they were rather short. But her 5k. Cranidos, Shield on Frillish, Scrub, Cloncher, and Dedenne. Kind of an underwhelming 5k pool. Uh, for the 10k Adventure Sync eggs, it's Dratini, Bagon, Beldum, Riolu, Dino, and Noibat. Now, that is a good pool, in my opinion. I
0: would feel disappointed to get a, a Dratini out of that. But other than that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I also don't need any more Beldum.
0: Um, yeah, okay, okay. This is a perfect uh, time to add in here. Where's Axew? What? Oh, that's how is a great Axu question. not in the 10k Adventure Sync egg? That
1: is a great it, point. It's the perfect place for it. It's arguably the only place for it right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know. I
0: don't know what to tell you. Axu has been kind of MIA largely. I, I'm pretty sure that I've only gotten two Axu since they came out. And granted, Chris can't weigh in because he hatches like a hundred dollars worth of eggs a week. So. I'm not denying this claim. Not in the <laughs> least.
1: What generation is that actually from again? Is that Unova? Sam? Yeah, that's, that's Unova? No, it's Unova. It's five. Okay. Let's take a look. I, I'm kind of curious to see how many I've actually. I've hatched eight of them only.
0: That's so few.
1: That is it's so few. It's been out
0: for over a year. But brother, one of them was a hundo, remember? So I'm Yeah, done. I know that. That's pretty awesome. But like, I'm just <laughs> saying the number, that's number so low. It is incredibly low. I have. I've gotten three. I've gotten three XU. So that's just. Oh, my gosh, dude.
1: For some, a point of reference, I've only hatched nine Sandile. But those are
0: those are 12 Ks, Not.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but I do a lot of 12K hatching, too. Uh, anyway, I, I've
0: hatched three out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the gist of the wild spawns and eggs. I mean, the 5K egg pool has babies in it, which is exciting. That's kind of what you need to do in order to make the 5K pool exciting to some people because the 7K pool is almost exclusively event pivot. Uh, and we'll get into that. They do change that pool later on. So let's keep going here. Seasonal bonuses, increased effectiveness of incense while stationary, added increased incense effectiveness while moving. So it'll still be good while stationary, but it'll be even better when moving increased damage for Pokemon participating in raids remotely. That just means that they haven't put the nerf in yet. Uh, guaranteed gifts from Pokestop spins. That's a good deal. One extra Pokemon candy when trading Pokemon and guaranteed candy excel when trading Pokemon. Now, I believe that is in addition to your chance already. So you will get one in addition to your chance to maybe get a second one.
0: Wow. Oh man.
1: Could you imagine getting two XL candy for a trade? That'd be kind of sick.
0: I, uh, I'm pretty salty about that, that seasonal bonus, but it's, Why? it's very good because if you don't have someone dedicated to trade with you, it's just, you're at an immediate handicap no matter how much you play. That's true. Uh, the
1: same is to be said about several other aspects of this game. Like, I don't have a Pokestop that I live on. I'm in yeah, a but like, this is the only like,
0: This is the only one that requires another person. Yes. Who plays actively.
1: It's almost like it encourages making a second account a little bit. But I mean, don't do it's, that. It's against it's, TOS, but uh, you know, I, I've never heard of anybody getting in trouble for that one. But yeah, it is kind of a bummer when you see things push you in that direction. Like, I
0: want to enjoy this bonus but i can't (laughs) mass trading is not fun chris and i have talked about this before it's one of the most tedious min maxing things i feel you could do and go but it's it's so insanely important to do right now if you want to compete on a xl level yeah absolutely which is to say pvp almost exclusively yeah Anyway,
1: uh, let's move on to the list of community days. This is not new information, I don't believe. Uh, but December 18th and 19th, of course, we'll have December Community Day weekend. That's the supplement weekend. Remind me, Kyle, we got to set goals around that. Uh, and then January 16th and February 12th have been released as the dates for the community days. Uh, we have no idea what they're
0: going to be as of yet. Any guess for January, Kyle? Are we do a starter. I haven't paid. I have not been paying attention. What was bef- what was before Shinks? was that ashwat? Yes. So then we're done with the starters.
1: Yes. Uh
0: oh man then no I got nothing. But it's th- I'm not I'm not sure either. Uh I probably you? have to think about it for I li- <laughs> I'd, I'd probably have to think about it for a little bit. A couple of my guesses or my suggestions are kind of ruined with this upcoming holiday event so we'll get there oh but. yeah okay that's fair enough but yeah mark your calendars
1: january 16th and february 12th it's always really nice when they give us the dates in advance so take advantage of it because it's not always the case uh so that's pretty much it well now we've got like a bunch of different events and stuff like that and this next one is like my th- the thing that i'm looking forward the most to this year maybe even more than go fest uh i wow and it is we've already mentioned it pokemon go tour johto i cannot contain myself johto is my favorite region generation two is the best generation i'm sorry if
0: you think otherwise oh man you should you should go talk with guys over at super effective they feel very strongly against that that's fine it's not for everybody (laughs) they're like they're like ready to throw down over it
1: no dude i love johto i'm I'm so down (laughs) for it um if somebody wants to have a conversation about them not liking johto Come at me. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's wrestle. But trainers, we're thrilled to see how many trainers enjoyed the Pokemon Go Tour Kanto event. All of us, I think. And we're excited to announce that we'll be holding another Pokemon Go Tour event, this time celebrating Johto. Celebrate Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver in a whole new way. And the ticketed version of Pokemon Go Tour Johto, trainers will choose between the Gold and Silver version event experiences, each with version-exclusive Pokemon, and, and that is pretty much the same as Gotor Kanto was as well. Complete event-exclusive special research and test your Pokemon collection skills to receive an encounter with Celebi with a special move when caught during the event. Trading with a friend who chose the other version will be important, just like in Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver. There's going to be a masterwork research after the fact as well. They have not given us information about that, so make sure you finish the special research during the event so that you can unlock the masterwork research as well. Uh, tickets are now live, so stay tuned for more details on when tickets for the in-person event goes live. There's going to be an in-person add-on in some cities. We'll get to that later in the post. If you purchase a Pokemon Go Tour Johto ticket by the following dates, then you'll also receive access to the Season of Heritage's January and February timed research. So purchase by Monday, January 10th local time to get both the January and February timed research. Purchase by Thursday, February 10th To get only the February timed research. There you go. So when is this GoTour Johto happening? Saturday, February 26th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. The global event will be live. In addition to the free experience, trainers can purchase a ticket for an exclusive ticketed experience. On Sunday, February 27th, trainers will be able to participate in an in-person event at a few select locations. As an homage to the end of the Pokemon Gold and Silver games, trainers will take the next step in their journey with the appearance of Pokemon from the Kanto region. Stay tuned for more information. So we're going to have another Kanto event afterwards. Is that what's happening?
0: I mean, you can't have Johto without Kanto after all.
1: I suppose so. Can we have any region without Kanto?
0: No, not really. I mean, Mm -mm. yes, every region after
1: Johto, they should have made it possible to go back and do previous
0: (laughs) regions. uh, There's no Kanto in Hoenn. (sighs) There's too much water for that.
1: (laughs) True, true. Not enough fire. So the ticketed experience features. Here we go. Will you choose gold version or silver version? You must choose before the event begins and you won't be able to change your version later. So choose wisely. Tickets are $11.99 in the U.S., or equivalent price and tier in your local currency, plus any applicable taxes and fees. Saw some pictures of people saying that it was different prices in different places. Not so sure what all the uh, hubbub was about, but it seems to have normalized for most people.
0: Uh, so, Kyle, without knowing any details, are you doing gold or silver? Probably silver, because that's the version that I played when I was a kid.
1: Okay, that made sense. Regardless of the version selection, all ticket holders will be able to experience the following during Pokemon Go toward Johto. All Pokemon originally discovered in the Johto region will be appearing in the wild, appearing in raids and encounters and research tasks, attracted incense, from eggs, via training with friends, obtainable via evolution during this time. You'll be able to complete event exclusive special research leading to an encounter with the mythical Pokemon Celebi. As mentioned earlier, it's got a special move. You'll want to do that. Once you complete the special research line, you will able to access a second exclusive master research story intended to be worked on over a long period of time. This will test your skills as a trainer. The previous masterwork research was a doozy, so I'm hoping that it is also difficult. All Pokemon originally discovered in the Johto region will be available in their shiny forms, some of them for the first time in Pokemon Go. This includes the featured unknown G-O-T-U-R and J. which will appear while using an incense. In addition, you'll be more likely to encounter certain shiny Pokemon in the wild, depending on the event version you selected. Check out the version overview for more information. We'll get there. Earn rewards and level up your elite collector medal by completing nine collection challenges. Trainers will need to catch specific Pokemon according to a theme in a limited time frame to collect these challenges. Different Pokemon will be attracted to incense, A free bundle containing three remote raid passes will be available in the shop. Eggs will require one quarter their normal hatch distance. You'll earn twice the candy for hatching eggs. You'll earn extra candy when catching featured Johto Pokemon. You'll get up to nine free raid passes by spinning photo discs at gyms. You'll get an exclusive in-game medal to commemorate the event. There'll be snapshots of prizes. And you'll be able to get special stickers by spinning Pokestops and purchasing them in the in-game shop. That is a lot. As it should be for an eleven
0: ninety-nine ticket, I suppose. All right. I have a question. Okay. The info specifically words eggs will require one quarter their normal hatch distance. That does not say it is a quarter hatch distance bonus. How will that interact with incubators? That is a good question. They have
1: never done it such that the eggs themselves had a modifier on them. It's only ever been incubators. That, my yeah. educated guess, I know that's what you're saying. I'm just saying it out loud again. Uh, my educated guess, Kyle, then would be that this is just not worded as clearly as it could be. I'm almost positive it's just
0: quarter hatch distance in incubators. Know, it's like, but they've, they've said it so many times. Why are we using a different wording now? They're always such a stickler with the words.
1: Uh, you know what? The thing, though, is, is that it's so recently, like like two or three months ago, they started making these like really beautiful blog posts with like images and you can click on things that have modules in them and stuff like that. And I noticed that they changed some of the verbiage during that time. And so I think we can't rely on it nearly as much as we could in the past, at least not with the same degree of certainty. That one that one is just a weird one it's it's weird I would agree but you know I guess incubators right I mean do you think otherwise you think there's a chance
0: look look all I want to know is is my 10k egg that I put in an egg in an incubator a super incubator going to only take like 0.67 kilometers to hatch that's all that matters I don't care how everything interacts I just need to know do I need a lot of incubators going into this event? <laughs> If that happens, I'm going to
1: not spend any money until that month, <laughs> and spend all of my money
0: on incubators. <laughs> but see, here's the downside, and then we'll move on. I mm-hmm. think this is in the middle of February. Who's walking in February? At least in the Midwest, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could go snowshoeing. You want to do that? No, I'm just. I would rather be inside. But the last go tour. Encourage you to go to different locations, so I'm not sure how well that would work. It did. What time of year was Canto Tour? April. Yeah, those two months make a huge
1: difference, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we could... Oh, no, this could be another research event where I was trudging through drifts of snow that were like three <laughs> feet tall in order to get my... Was it Lotad? I don't remember what it was. No, Phoebus? Phoebus. That's the, oh, my God, that was the nightmare one. That's I didn't right. do that day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you made a good call, but... <laughs> I'm very lucky I still have both of my feet. (laughs) All right. Anyway, continuing on in the interest of time, non-ticketed features. The following features will be available to all trainers during the event, regardless of whether they purchase a ticket. So some Pokemon originally discovered in Johto will be appearing in the wild raids hatching for 7K eggs. Some Pokemon originally discovered in Johto that are usually exclusive to certain regions in the world will also be appearing in raids worldwide. Heracross is a good example. Coruscilla. Corsola is an even better
0: example that's the only other one gen 2 only has two regionals tropius gen that's the gen 3 i always forget about tropius
1: Uh, and i I don't even feel bad about misremembering the generation on that one yeah it's just just hair crossing in Corsola. i'm pretty sure Hmm. okay pokemon such as pichu cluffa igglybuff and togepi babies will be hatching from two kilometer eggs you receive from spinning pokestops And you'll be able to complete timed research related to trainer battles. Woo. Maybe they'll have the challengers on the stops again this time. I hope not. (laughs) The NPC challengers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun Mm. feature, but no. I hope they do. I just hope it's not nearly as oppressive as it was last time. And finally, Kyle, we get down to the differences between the gold version or the silver version. Would you mind leading us in this portion of the event?
0: (laughs) Sure thing. My man, Pokemon Go Tour Johto will feature different versions of the ticketed experience, each with version exclusive Pokemon. To complete the event's collection challenges, you'll need to trade with friends who have the other event version. As who is tradition, to his friends. I I don't I don't have any friends none at all. <laughs> any relationship? No, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody. Mm-mm. Who are you? No, uh, excuse me. We're I, I just followed a link. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> I just followed a link. <laughs>
0: Version exclusive Pokemon will be attracted to incense during event hours. Additionally, you'll have a greater chance of encountering certain shiny Pokemon, depending on which version you choose, as outlined below. Once you choose your event version, you cannot change it, so pick carefully. Note that you'll pick your version closer to the event date, so don't worry about choosing right now. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Now the two versions. Gold version. Gold version exclusive Pokemon are Spinarak, Gligar, Teddy Ursa, and Mantine, who will be attracted to incense. You'll have an increased chance of encountering these shiny Pokemon Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Totodile, Spinarak, Eaglybuff, Natu, Hoppip, Sunkern, Mischievous, Wobbuffet, Gligar, Shuckle, Teddy Ursa, Swinub, Mantine, and Ho-Oh. What? Hang on. <laughs> now we're going to have to move on. Hang on. We'll, we'll circle back. Okay. Solar okay. version exclusive Pokemon. Ladybug, Delibird, Skarmory, and Fanpy. Oh. And Fanpy. Fanpy? Fanpy. But it, is it spelled right? Am I Am wait, I losing wait, my mind? Wait, I think I had a conversation about this the other day. No. I think I've been saying it wrong my entire no, life. No, am I losing my mind <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: I'm not ready wait, for wait, wait, this. Fa- fam- fam- fampy uh <laughs> no pronunciation fampy oh my god it's it fampy is.
0: it's fampy how am i guys i've been playing pokemon for 24 23 years <laughs> <laughs> i refuse i'm going to keep calling it fampy i'm sorry i will also probably for the rest of my life call it fampy but for this fampy? moment fampy oh i'm gonna restart the list just for clarity's sake okay Ladybug, delibird skarmory and fampy will be attracted <laughs> to insects. <laughs> oh weird <laughs> that's so weird you'll have an increased chance of encountering these shiny pokemon chikorita cyndaquil totodile Ladybug, Cleffa, Sudowudo, hoppip yanma pineco delibird Ooh. skarmory Hound Fampi, Fampy, Miltank, Larvitar, and Lugia. Okay. So that's a that's a lot of lists. Uh, hold on a second. Silver Version has access
1: to well, more access to Delibird. Oh, this is just increased shiny chances. Alright, not necessarily more opportunities to encounter. It only encounters it. Dallybird is only for silver version. Oh, yes. It's also in the other list. I was about to say, it's kind of weird because the exclusive list for gold doesn't have a Stardust bonus catch. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. That's a little bit. Yeah, I don't that, know. We could have a conversation about whether Cluffa or Igglybuff shiny in the other part of the lists, uh, which one's rare because there is uh, kind of a there is kind of a rarity scale for babies, but it's really convoluted.
0: yeah. That said, let's ignore the legendaries for a second. This means that these are the only Pokemon that are going to be boosted for shinies. Because of the way this is worded and the fact that both lists include the starters. True. me Says to me that these are the only set of Pokemon that will have an increased shiny chance for the entire event. And something tells me they probably did the exact same thing for the Kanto Tour. They just didn't communicate it. Which is why people probably went so hard for the shiny Snorlax and raids and didn't get it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a fair point. Oh, I remember having that conversation yeah. back then. Of people being like, hmm, I, you know, the, the raid rates weren't different. You know, like,
0: yeah, yeah, so, I, I could be wrong. But this is just the way that I'm reading the information they gave us. What do you think about the fact that both Lugia and Ho-Oh are on this list? Um, I think it's fair. Fine, depending on how it's actually implemented.
1: Like, are we going to see ho and Lugia in raids? Are they going to be uh, like research rewards? Like, what? Like, right? yeah, why exactly? Why are they on this list? Implying that we're going to have like more than outside of raids a, a few
0: encounters with them, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's strange to me too. But we have a little bit more information. It's the first ever Pokemon Go tour in-person event experience. As your Johto journey winds down, trainers in a few select cities will be able to continue celebrating with a special Step Back into Kanto event on Sunday, February 27th, 2022. This optional event experience is completely separate from the main Pokemon Go Tour Johto event. You can choose to participate in both the global event and the in-person one, or just one of them. The choice is yours. Remember, the adventures in Pokemon Go Tour Johto can only be experienced on February 26th, 2022. We are thrilled to bring the excitement of Pokemon Go Tour to life. Global location and ticket information are coming soon. I believe we we still have none of that information, unless I'm wrong. No, no, none of it.
1: But we can make some safe guesses here. Chicago will likely be one. They almost always have an event here in Chicago. We're very lucky in that regard. Probably New York is another hot spot in the States. Uh, what are some what are some popular places outside of the States? I'm really showing how American
0: I am right now. I mean, now. Pre- pretty much. And uh, there's several places they could do in uh, the UK. So,
1: yeah, I mean, like Belgium, wh- what other places? Liverpool, uh, mm-hmm. what other places have they done events? And, and we're, we're saying this and Kyle's agreeing with me that they'll likely be in the same place that they've had previous events before. Because creating a working relationship with a city for you to hold live events is a pain hard. in the butt yeah so you hard. don't want to redo that work
0: somewhere else <laughs> they've done they've done stuff in germany yeah they've done stuff in the of course uh several uh asian countries so those are safe bets i'm sure oh yeah japan <laughs> yeah yeah. who would have guessed um <laughs> yeah
1: i mean we'll talk about this more when we have more details and stuff but outside of this i guess kyle in comparison to to Kanto tour because you and I, when we read the Kanto tour details the first time, we were like, this could be amazing. But mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure based on what I'm seeing. And our experience was phenomenal. We loved that event. How are you feeling about Johto?
0: I, I mean, I think Kanto was objectively positive. I think it also had a lot going for it at the time. I'm not as excited on Johto. Johto's not like a make or break generation for me, but it looks solid. It looks like a good reoccurring event. Mm hmm. One of the things that's kind of weird for me is Kanto had a better identity because it's the thing that started the collection challenges. It was the first time that they were like big and everything kind of thing. And then it also introduced the idea of the trainers that you had to battle, which is a a hot topic, but was something. And so far, all the the information we have is here is Pokemon. (laughs) So like go get them <laughs> is the event gonna do anything else or is it just a like a super fancy johto exclusive go fest type thing
1: yeah i'm not entirely sure and maybe there is some self-awareness around the Kanto brand being the strongest out of the generations right i mean obviously I, that's the case but with with this secondary event happening the next day after the fact but as a johto stan right like that makes me a little little
0: peeved because yeah. i want johto to be celebrated in its entirety I'm wondering though if there's more to it that we don't quite have, judging mm-hmm. by the fact that Lugia and Ho are on those lists. So I at least think we know there's gonna be raids popping the entire time, hopefully. Yeah. Obviously the regional exclusives, Heracross and Corsola, are gonna be in raids too. But unless you really want the shiny, no one's gonna be doing many of those. Although okay, Heracross has uses. I, I stand corrected. I know yeah, there's and a some beautiful uses. shiny.
1: Yeah. So here's the last question for you for Johto then do you think there is any possibility based on the way this is strangely worded and organized that lugia and or ho will actually be spawning in the
0: wild no
1: yeah me neither man no,
0: it's it's very weirdly set up but no because it, it specifically says increase shiny increased chance of encountering these shiny pokemon it doesn't say how you encounter them
1: right that's true i suppose the, the follow-up question would be would if if they
0: were spawning in the wild would you think that's a good thing or a bad thing i think a legendary just spawning on the map is a nightmare if it's more than insanely rare like the lake spirits personally
1: i think one is exciting i think anything more than one
0: ruins the whole experience yeah if i have to go point to point and catch a two percent catch rate legendary everywhere i go i'm just gonna be It doesn't matter if I keep seeing them. I'm going to not want to catch them. It's just a slippery slope, and I don't want to end up with a Lugia Community Day one day. My God. I don't want that. That's the death kneel of the game in the year 2035. Yeah. All right. Last event. Go whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Catch the legendaries.
1: All right, cool. Well, let's go toward Johto again. Once we have more information, of course, we'll update you as we have them. Uh, one thing we did kind of blow past really quick. There was an event that happened between the last recording date and this recording date that we did not have information for at the time of recording last yeah. time. It happened really quick, literally in the pocket. It was that Dragon Spiral uh, Descent Event. Uh, we're not gonna cover it because it's already passed. So why spend the time on an already long episode <laughs> talking about it? But the takeaway is that Drudagon is now uh released with its shiny in rates behind the you know quote unquote paywall of raids, despite getting free raid passes. Uh and some people were upset about it. What else am I missing, Kyle? What else was going on with that? I mean, not a lot of dragons for real yeah. spawning in the wild. Axu was nowhere to be seen,
0: uh, but Dino oh. was in the wild. The the spawns were bad, but there was a collection challenge that had two rare spawns that I know some people were a little bit annoyed by. Dragonair and Vibrava? Yeah. Okay. I got lucky with the Dragonair. I didn't even see a Vibrava on my nearby, but I am an exceptionally small sample size because I didn't really play this week, so I can't complain. But I did see people talking about it.
1: Yeah, I popped an Incense uh, and i finished it within the first hour of that thing being out there i think uh the bravo was the holdout for me
0: but i i wonder did you finish it off your incense or yeah, did you just i okay, i wonder if they were had a better chance from the incense because i didn't use one this event and all i saw was vulpix and trafinch <laughs> some a mary that's literally it yeah yeah uninspired spawns
1: but. yeah more or less um i would have really liked axu to be a possible spawn but uh whatever Anyway, moving right along here. Power up Pokestops to receive better rewards and create new AR experiences. Trainers were (laughs) excited to announce Powered Up Pokestops, a feature that will make new use of the AR mapping tasks we introduced last year. Soon, you'll be able to work with your fellow trainers to complete AR mapping tasks and create exciting new AR experiences for trainers worldwide simply by using your smart device to scan real world Pokestop (laughs) locations. You'll be able to power up certain Pokestops and gyms for a limited period of time by completing AR mapping tasks. Powered-up Pokestops will look different on the map, and any trainer who spins one will earn extra rewards. As more trainers level 20 and above perform AR scans of a Pokestop, the rewards for spinning it will increase, and the Pokestop will be powered up for a longer period of time. Powered-up Pokestops will have three visually distinct levels, and they'll level up as more trainers work together to scan the Pokestop. The scanning requirements to achieve each level are as follows: level one is five scans, level two is ten, and level three is twenty-five. Now, there is minimal to zero information uh, mentioned about what the rewards are for the spins. It's increased items. There's some. There's some increased spawns around uh, around the stops, and then there are things that only gyms can do and Pokestops stops cannot. There is not a good locus of information for this at the moment so uh i made this decision without even asking you kyle we're going to come back to this next week (laughs) after people have had some chances with hands-on stuff because there seems to be a lot of like bugs and weird things happening this with this right now at least from what i've seen on socials Mm -hmm. so let's talk about it next
0: week once it's kind of figured out yeah there's there's so much just even quickly looking through community information Jeez, it's quite a bit
1: uh so i guess i'll just ask you now do you think this is going to be a good feature or a bad feature
0: i think 25 scans is too much for a more rural or smaller playing area and not that big a deal in a bigger one yeah but i i think in general 25 is too many because from from what i have seen the bonus spawn is at level three not level two. So you want level mm-hmm. three if you're trying to like prep an area for community day or something. True. True. Uh, but it's not 25 scans from a
1: single trainer. It's from like a group. Yeah. So five of you do five each. You're, you're done. That's still a lot. You're right. That's when a I think lot. About that's it, a yeah. lot.
0: Like now. Now, if you have 50 trainers and everyone does one, not a big deal. But that's not common. <laughs> Unless uh, no. you live in a
1: city. In which case that was just going to happen naturally. You didn't even have to organize a group. And probably if you're trying to prep an area, somebody popped it early because they didn't know what your plans were. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, we'll come back to this. I don't know. Do you have any uh, closing comments? Again,
0: we will revisit the topic, but anything else? I think it's a positive just in general. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. And I imagine it's not going to be done deliberately unless the bonus is is lucrative, which it doesn't appear to be so
1: yeah i I see the same sentiment around ar scanning as i always have which i would have thought that this sort of feature would have hopefully changed some people's opinions on i guess we'll see perhaps they'll incentivize it heavier in the future (laughs) we'll talk about the incentives next week once we actually have them but next piece of news here is the postcard book this is Mm -hmm. something quite honestly i'm i'm kind of excited about it even though i'm not a big gifter kyle neither are you but it's just like a quality of life like nice to have that we we probably should have had a while ago yeah uh (laughs) but um uh, we'll see hey let's let's read this trainers being together is the best gift of all okay i'm out see you later (laughs) and you'll soon be able to save a little bit of that feeling of togetherness with gifts you receive from your friends This holiday season, we're excited to introduce the postcard book. Whenever a trainer sends a gift, a postcard from that location is also attached based on the Pokestop location that gift was from. Ever wanted to save memories from locations that you or your friends visited? You'll soon be able to do just that by pinning postcards to your postcard book. The postcard book feature will be released at the start of the Pokemon Go holidays event, Get gifting this holiday season and collect postcards from your friends and family. We'll talk about holiday events uh, in a moment here, but are are there any gifts that you send that you like? Are proud of getting? They're like weird,
0: awkward. Because I've got one, but I'm gonna let you go first. I've sent a few in my time that I, I see. And I'm like, oh hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But none of the stops and gifts that I regularly get are fun.
1: Okay. Uh, there's one, there's a hot dog place nearby called Tommy's and there's a statue of a hot dog in it uh, that is pouring ketchup and mustard on itself. It also has sunglasses on and the stop is called hot dog getting
0: dressed. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, this is great. I-, I love this. The postcard thing, as long as it's like unlimited, just give me uh, 500 pages of postcards or something. I don't know. Yeah, even more. Just I want to collect them. It'd be fun to see what people send they're like hmm should i send a good one or just like the one from the starbucks down the street (laughs) do you think it'll keep the sticker too no i i think they would have specified and i've noticed people being like why don't we have a sticker book too yeah i think it's going to literally keep the picture and then the name of the stop okay oh yeah that makes sense to me that's kind of disappointing
1: because back when the bulba sticker used to have buy on it
0: Mm -hmm. i would Mm -hmm.
1: attach that to any stop that i had of like a gravestone to people (laughs)
0: and i can't do cheeky stuff like that anymore it's kind of a bummer i hope that this saves temporary stops because it's like taking a moment in time oh yeah because you can't do that currently if you hold on to a temporary stop and the temporary stop goes it's just a blank white image with no Mm -hmm. data but that was like sometimes it wouldn't though by the time you sent it it was gone no. So uh, there was
1: uh, there was the pop up stop at the mall that we play at for when
0: Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came out. Those gifts did not, but the Go Fest gifts did. Yes. No, but see that stop for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, that's still at the mall. Like you can still spin that today. Oh, you can. Yeah. I don't know what that's a stop for, why it's still there, but it is.
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was the same one.
0: Yeah, yeah, huh. it's still there. Same image problem. and everything. That proves your point, then.
1: All right. <laughs> okay, so I've been talking a lot, Kyle. I'm going to call on you once again. Can you get us started with this Pokemon Go Holidays 2021 event details? And
0: yes, this is the last piece of news. <laughs> I swear. Don't worry. This is going to be a lot of lists. So,
1: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways trainers the pokemon go holidays event returns for 2021 we hope trainers worldwide enjoy the festivities we have planned look forward to bergmite's pokemon go debut costume pokemon event exclusive field research winter themed avatar items and a bonanza of bonuses they used the word again kyle what a what a name what what it that last week and i was like huh they have (laughs) never used that word before and now they've used it twice wow oh that's a pattern The full event period is going to be December 16th to December 31st. And the details are as follows The Season of Heritage story continues. Holiday Cup will be available. Event bonuses include open up to 45 gifts per day and hold up to 40 gifts in your item bag. Awesome. Mega Obama Snow will get a CP boost. Yes. Team Go Rocket Grunts will have more water and ice type Pokemon. (laughs) Eh. You know, great. (laughs) Fantastic. So, you (laughs) know, costume Pokemon include Pikachu, Bird, Stantler, Spheal, Cubchoo, and Glaceon. New avatar items, stickers and bundles. Oh, my. Festive hat, jacket and shorts. Holiday stickers in the shop and from stops. A special box for 480 Pokecoins, including... 50 Pokeballs, two premium battle passes, two super incubators, and three star pieces. And an Ultra Box for 1480 Pokecoins for 25 Ultra Balls, 18 raid passes, five super incubators, five incense. And an Adventure Box for 1480 Pokecoins for 18 super incubators, two regular incubators, two incense, four star pieces. That's probably the one I'll be buying these are the boxes ladies and gentlemen you've been waiting for all year by the way yeah they they used to be better but it's still they're still good they did used to be better but these are still the best ones we see yeah these are good yeah part one of the holiday event is going to run from december 16th to december 23rd wild encounters will include holiday hat pikachu swine Ub, holiday stantler holiday delibird snow runt holiday Sfeel, snover vanillite Holiday Cub Chew, Alolan Sandshrew, and Crygonal. It's the only time you can get a Crygonal except off of a Glacial Lure. So find the one that you'll need for your entire time playing this game. <laughs> what, what generation is Crygonal again? four
1: four yeah it's we don't four have or five I, I forget
0: because it's it's yeah. a forgetful pokemon it's like such a it's a pokemon that could be so cool but it just it, isn't it needs <laughs> an evolution like it sure does it feels like it is incomplete it sure does anyways we'll have a raid shake up in tier one raids, gonna be holiday pikachu holiday sfeel holiday cup alolan sand and swine up don't do this raid tier For the love of God, (laughs) unless you're gonna not use your free raid pass for the day, please. I beg the only one I could
1: say, oh God, please don't hate me, Kyle, for even saying anything here. Uh, Alolan Sandshrew is being treated as a rare spawn in some of these spawn pools, so I could see an
0: argument. Uh, oh, they're just but still, no, so many from eggs, so many. Yeah, that's true. Moving on to tier three raids. Cloyster, Holiday Stantler, Holiday Delibird, and Holiday Glaceon. Again, don't do this tier unless you really, well, I think this is probably going to be the only way to get that Holiday Glaceon unless there's field research, so you can do that one.
1: Yeah, I think they're really probably, besides field research, there might be one in like a time to research. They're usually pretty good about giving people the dex entry stuff.
0: Yeah, and well, and Glaceon's okay. Like, it's it's actually an okay Pokemon to do true, if you true. don't have an army of Swinub. And it's fully evolved. So, yeah. great. <laughs> in Tier 5 Raids, it's going to be Kyurem, And in Mega Raids, it's going to be Mega Steelix. Field research task encounters will include Holiday Pikachu, Alolan Vulpix, Swinub, Holiday Stantler, Holiday Spheal, Holiday Cupchu and Crygonal. Okay, so i just going to eat my words. No Holiday Glaceon, I guess. Do the raid. That's kind that's of a what, bummer. That's what Niantic is saying. Do the raid. Yeah. <laughs> Part two is going to run from December 23rd to December 31st, and it's going to introduce Bergmite and Avalug making their Pokemon Go debut. I always forget these Pokemon exist. They're one of those that just kind of are removed from my memory. But here's the thing, though. Like, Avalug, definitely don't ever remember it. But when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's right. I think this Pokemon's pretty rad. Yeah, it's got got a good design, but it's clearly not actually a good design if you Forget it every time. <laughs> uh, true. Avalog is more memorable than Bergmite, though. If you showed me a picture of Bergmite before this event, I would have forgotten its name. A hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. I'm with you on that. During part two of the event, you'll get an egg incubator for spinning your first Pokestop each day. It's nice to see them bring this back again for the December holiday time. It's a regular egg incubator, just to clarify. Yeah. And it's a, it's a one-time use. So. Yep. It's one egg. Still nice. Timed research. Two timed research lines focused on friendship and catching Pokemon will be available during part two of the event. Complete them for fun surprises and rewards. Each of these research lines will lead to an encounter with Galarian Mr. Mime. It's about time. They did it. It's about time. I saw people complaining
1: about this on social media, and I almost wanted to just like yell out
0: loud in real life. Complaining that they're they're being given it.
1: Yeah, they're like, hey, remember when Niantic charged us seven ninety nine for this? I'm like, remember when <laughs> you were
0: mad about that and didn't buy it then? Like, come on, it's not Wait, wait. So they're they're complaining that it's now being given for free. Yes. Oh my god, yes. I, I'm just I'm not even gonna dignify that with an answer. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. A Winter Wonderland mini event. Oh, because special- we needed more. <laughs> <laughs> I just we need more news, Chris. You sure you sure we haven't got any more in the time of this recording? Oh, I'm not even gonna look. <laughs> A special mini event will take place from Saturday, December 25th, 2021 at 10 a.m. to Sunday, December 26th, 2021 at 8 p.m., also known as Christmas Day and Boxing Day. You'll be able to trade with Pokemon. Trade with Pokemon. <laughs> You'll be able to trade with trainers up to 40 kilometers away. Additional field research tasks will be available for the duration of the mini event that reward Holiday Delivered. And there will be a collection challenge that rewards a Galarian Mr. Mime. Wild Encounters will be the same as part one, but no Alolan Sandshrew. And add in Alolan Vulpix and Bergmite. Another raid shakeup for part two. Tier one raids. Holiday Pikachu, Holiday Spheal, Holiday Cubchu, Alolan Vulpix, and Galarian Darumaka. If you really want to, you can do Galarian Darumaka. The shiny is being released with this event. Yes, it is being released. It's not. It's not listed here, but it it is being yes. released. It's not a very good shiny compared to regular Darumaka, oh, but that's okay.
1: oh whatever, man. Uh, look, I mean, yeah. Look, look, but. It
0: looks like he he got a sunburn, except instead of turning orange, he turned green. <laughs> <laughs> you still like green shinies, dude? No, but like, I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. It's. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna
1: give you a second. I'm not even gonna read anymore. Okay, underwhelming, I will give you that. <laughs> it's
0: just the I'll area around that. his eyes and like his hands, or right? And his fingers! Yeah, He's got yeah.
1: green fingies, like, yeah. Moving on.
0: <laughs> Tier 3 raids, Lapras, Holiday Dolly Bird, Holiday Stantler, Holiday Glaceon. Tier 5 raids is going to be Kiram still, and Mega raid is going to be Mega Abomasnow. To so go with that CP boost, baby! Mega Abomasnow is solid, it's, it's good, and regular Abomasnow is is good in a shadow form. I don't know if the regular one is good hmm. in PVP, at least. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> That's my joke. I used when mega Obama snow came out of a million years ago. Yep, You got to give it better delivery than that. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I'm not you. Okay. A slight egg shake up for this part with seven K's. They'll include swine Ub, smoochum, crygonal, bergmite, glaring and holiday cub Chew. You know, I don't really know how I feel about that. Uh, I'm not I don't uh, smooch him. Shiny hunting is really the only thing I see there.
1: Uh, and Bergmite and G. Daramako, obviously. But Coragonal, yeah. I could care less about. I already have a shiny holiday cup chew, and It's the same one from last year with the bow. So eh. and swine oh. up. I could never see another one and I'd be OK. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That said,
0: I don't have a I don't have a shiny cub chew or holiday cup chew. So I would take one of those. I have a holiday Delibird. It's the same holiday Delibird, right? This year, I, believe, I imagine. yes. I have a shiny one of those, so. Oh, yeah, you're good. I'll, I'll take my one holiday shiny and not need any more. It's OK. <laughs> Field research tasks are going to be the same as part one, but no Cryogonal and add a Galarian Darumaka. So go do your Galarian Darumaka tasks. All right, Chris, that's a lot of information. How do you feel about Pokemon Go holidays 2021?
1: Uh, these events never disappoint. There's something for everybody. Uh, which is why I think it's great. Cause even if there's parts about this that I disagree with, there is something that I do agree with. And you can't say that <laughs> for every event, but yeah. I think everybody here, even if it's just one thing has something to be excited about. If you like new Pokemon being introduced, might. if you've been waiting for Glary, Mr. Mom, cause you're a free to play player. Here you go. Like it, there's a bunch of great stuff, good bonuses. I'm thrilled. I think they knock it out of the park every year with their holiday stuff uh surprised and delighted as we are what about you kyle are you excited or no has this earned your
0: positivity <laughs> yeah it's it's positive the only thing i think is missing is there's no collection challenges that they mentioned unless I'm crazy no but that's that's true that it feels very fitting especially with the the kind of rotation of spawns that's going to be happening there should be a collection challenge in part yeah. two i believe yeah okay there is a collection challenge in part two there's not one for part one yes so okay so that's that's okay then yeah it's it's just positive i'm i'm not huge for the ice type holiday theming stuff but galarian daramaka is really good so i'll I'll take more of those and delibird's worth extra stardust so
1: very true nothing against that great that was so much news kyle so much stinking news man we do have other things to do, but like I said, we're going to be not doing Gear Up and uh,
0: Pokalore this week. So we're going to go right into PokéPole. So last week's PokéPole was, what was your introduction to the Pokémon franchise and what hooked you in? First one's from Persephone Rose, and they said, My introduction to Pokémon was when my childhood best friend received a Nintendo DSi for her birthday, as well as a copy of Soul Silver." We were both fairly young, so figuring out the storyline was interesting. And later on, we both started collecting the trading carts. While she eventually grew out of it, I did not. It's the (laughs) story of so many of our lives. I love it. (laughs) I met more friends through elementary and middle school who played Pokemon as well. Platinum soon became my favorite game. I think it has a social aspect that truly hooked me in. I've carried on with this for years, all the way up until now, and have met so many amazing and fun people along the way. Yeah, I definitely think the social
1: aspect for those that like that of that appealed to them from the other games. I think Go was like the siren song for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for the response for Stephanie Rose. The next one's from Jay. My introduction to Pokemon was when the anime launched in the States. I became a fan and also started to collect the Pokemon cards for fun. My fandom was solidified for me when my brother received Pokemon Blue version for Christmas. And because he was too young to understand the basics of the game, I ended up playing the majority of the journey. <laughs> Still remember choosing Bulbasaur as my starter and spending countless hours playing Blue version on the Game Boy Pocket, trying to collect all 150 Pokemon. Beating the Elite Four was a big accomplishment for a 10-year-old. The community and RPG aspects hooked me even more over time. Pokemon fans make more Pokemon fans.
0: That's that's the way it's always supposed to be. Yeah, it is. Pokemon doesn't need to do any advertising. promotion. Not, not, not advertising, just but like br- branching out. Everyone's going to do it for them. Oh, every, yeah. every, everyone hooks in the new people to play Pokemon. No one sees an ad for a Pokemon game and goes, oh, I should play that. They always have a friend say, Hey, you should play that.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Like, Hey, man, I need you to play the other version because I need you to train me three Pokemon. And you're like, Yeah, sure. It'll take me 20 minutes. And they're like, Yeah, 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> 200 hours later. Thank you so much for the response. The next one's from just the average Joe. And he said, I started playing with Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 on my friend's N64. We split minigame victories around 50-50, but I got wrecked in every battle because my teams were always themed like things with wings I don't really think would work. (laughs) Fable, Scyther, and Dodrio. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's a good theme.
0: Yeah. But I was hooked. I got Sapphire for my birthday and a brand new Surf Blue Game Boy Advance SP attached image. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one year i was allowed to play until bedtime and my game boy was confiscated two hours after bedtime because i was still leveling up my march time for the first gym battle i thought all gym styles were at level 50 since that's the level most pokemon are in stadium battles so I was very confused by everything in the wild was level seven. I gave up grinding at level 30 and absolutely wrecked the first gym. Oh my gosh. Since then, I've played any game I can get my hands on, but I still fire up the N64 and play Stadium every other month. Let me tell you, Stadium is great. Still? I, yeah, the, well, the minigames. The minigames mm-hmm. are, are good fun. I The, yeah. the chancy minigame for catching eggs, I was absolutely addicted at like i don't know i was probably <laughs> eight years old at the time it's so much fun uh i liked the lick sushi restaurant yes! one. that one was so fun and then you eat the spicy ones he goes
1: oh just runs around in a circle oh and, my god everyone who's
0: played has a story of doing the the clefable uh the clefairy classroom one and getting to a stage where she just gives you like 35 instructions that fill the entire whiteboard and everybody just gives up
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
1: unless unless we're just gonna do konami code clefairy twice in a row i'm out no thank you <laughs> yeah but thank you for the response forgive me if i say this name wrong but uh panic the ditto my journey started with red on this little gem here it was an attached picture of a, an old game boy i remember spending hours upon hours working my way through Kanto trying to catch them all. What is even more awesome, my twin girls now play yellow on the same system and you get just as much joy from it as I did. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's crazy if they're still able to like save, because I thought that some of those watch batteries in there that were like retaining the saves and those cartridges were like dying or something. Yeah, so, but you just
0: you just pop it open, you can you can replace it, so.
1: Oh yeah? Okay. I'm
0: not nearly that adventurous with my nostalgia games. Playing on the same system, same game. Oh, that's neat. Oh, that's crazy. I, I still have my Game Boy Advance. Not Game Boy. Mm. I still have my regular Game Boy Color somewhere in the background behind me that Chris can't see, but I'm pointing anyways. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work in like 20 years when I need it again. <laughs> I uncovered
1: recently I moved. Uh, I moved places of, of living like within the last two years, and I uncovered uh, an old box of mine and my sister's Game Boy's nice. in my pockets. I have the red one the basic one. And then my sister got the see-through one. So that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Oh, I was like, man, look at this. You thought this was a good
0: idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the response. The next one is from Trent. And he said, hear, feel, think. Much like the motif of Final Fantasy XIV. I consider my official start in the main series games to be Crystal version. Yes. While the first may have been one of the many N64 games, or some less-than-legal 3-in-1 cartridges family got me and my brother, the first main series game I was able to play to completion and understand was Crystal. I've played every single game since then and plan to continue that for quite a while. Hearing everyone say played every single game since then makes me want to go back and play Black and White 2, because it's the only game I didn't play.
1: I have copies
0: of it, if you'd like to borrow one. Maybe yeah. I consider it. I, I definitely consider it at some point. I think I have white, too. Yeah, I just I played. I'm pretty sure I had white and I thought it was OK. I beat the Elite Four and I was done. I had no interest in post game, And that's one of the only times it's been that way. So.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But thank you for the response, Trent. This next one is from our very own Camo. I remember being in a motel on vacation with my parents when I was six, almost seven I got to turn on TV to watch cartoons while they packed things up to get on our way. And there was a show I'd never seen before with some biker people on a bridge and some big round rock monster. And then a yellow thing that said Kinkachu. I thought I much learned about that animal in real life, so it made sense. (laughs) It kept my attention until we left, but I never saw the name of the show. So it was just this magical experience that was part of that vacation. After school started that fall, my next door neighbor told me about this game called Pokemon that was coming out for the Game Boy soon. Showed me some pages that issued Nintendo Power with the characters, and I recognized the yellow mouse thing. Not Kinga but Pikachu. That Christmas, I got blue version, along with almost everyone in school, it seemed, because we all got in trouble for having our Game Boys at school. <laughs> so we could play <laughs> after the bus dropped us off, but before school officially started. I've been hooked to varying degrees, on all things Pokémon ever since. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Can verify Camo is a
0: Pokémon fan. Last response is in the form of an email from Oliver. They said, hello, Chris and Kyle. For this week's PokéPole, Pokémon Go is what got me into Pokémon. Then I started watching the anime, and then I bought Pokémon Sword. Then let's go. And now I'm happily enjoying Pokémon Brilliant Diamond. Shiny vibes all, Oliver. Now, see this is where the remakes are fantastic because if brilliant diamond and shining pearl didn't exist it's very likely that a fan like like oliver here probably would only play sword and then they would wait until gen 9 comes out and so it's it's pretty awesome to see it be easily accessible now, Nintendo, when are you going to put the rest of the games on the virtual console? Come on, make a Master Chief Collection for Pokemon. Uh, I'm not lying. I'd buy them. I'm not even lying. I would probably buy them individually if you didn't bundle them. I would buy one of each generation. No problem on the Switch. I would
1: buy them at the original retail price, too. Back when Game Boy games were 20 bucks, I would pay that full price for those. Yeah. Yep. No No problem. Just just, just
0: convert them. But yep. I would love to have every Pokemon game on my Switch. I would love that. Well, then you're going to need Monster Hunter Stories, too, because that's just another Pokemon game right there.
1: Okay. All right. Or well, you could
0: get uh, Shin Megami Tensei V, which just came out. That's actually just another Pokemon game. Shinigami, like from Death Note? No. Shin Megami. Okay. There's a space. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Very different. <laughs> yeah. No, hang on. No. Hang on. No. This this game predates Pokemon. It's like, well, the original, not the one that just came but out. But is obviously. it good? Was it, is. it better yeah. than Pokemon? I mean, Pokemon had cuter overall Pokemon, which I think won it its appeal in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Shimagami Tensei is still going, so it's not like it's nowhere. So is Dragon just, Quest, but it, it's just most widespread appeal is, is only in Japan for those that's two. True. Yeah, but, and that's like I was a big Monster Rancher fan, and that IP just never took off here. Look, this is yeah. just me low key trying to talk myself out of purchasing shimigami tensei five for the switch so <laughs> get bdsp first one of the no two. that's not gonna happen if i buy another pokemon game i will buy the dlcs for sword and shield oh yeah you so, do need to do that i, I, I have no I, interest I, in playing bdsp personally
1: i haven't gotten you a christmas gift yet <laughs>
0: uh anyway uh, thanks I, oliver <laughs> anyway we're moving on. thank you very much oliver this week's poke poll What are some ways you find to enjoy Pokemon Go around others
1: that don't play? All right. I need to clarify really quick because this is kind of a confusing question the way it's worded. But I mean, like uh, an example for you. Uh, You are I'm just (laughs) this is an example of me as a kid. (laughs) You have a Game Boy. You love Pokemon. Nobody else in your family really games per se. And you're like, you know, 12 or 13 and you're being you know, dragged along to a family uh, Christmas party or something like that. How are some ways that, that I could respectfully still play Pokemon go while I'm trying to be respectful of holidays and other family members and things that are happening around me during this time. I thought this would be pertinent because there's a lot of really great things (laughs) happening in Pokemon go right now for December during a time when a lot of people have other obligations that are more important than Pokemon go on the surface but, you know, Pokemon Go is supplemental to just about everything. So what are some ways that you make time or find time to, like, check spawns, play the game, participate without taking away from other things like family gatherings or
0: holidays?
3: <laughs> Does that make sense? You see it why makes, I No, it a, makes perfect I, sense. I just, I just, a
0: have, hard a terri- I just have a terrible time. I have a terrible answer. I'm sure others will have better ones.
1: Oh, maybe. OK. All right. Let's, so, let's hear it. What is it?
0: <laughs> first and foremost, I have absolutely no shame. I will be mid conversation with somebody in my family and I will open up Pokemon go to check what's happening. <laughs> and they'll be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's Pokemon. And they're like, all right. Oh, Kyle, you never chase. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> or they'll look over. Cause I'm, I'm away from the conversation. I'll be catching a Pokemon. They're Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm catching a Pokemon. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or depending on the family member, they're like, you still doing that? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> All right. so Uh, But 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 the other answer when I am trying to be polite is I generally will bring my plus to uh, situations like that if I actually think I'm going to want to catch stuff from like the event that's going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give everybody is to just I mean, obviously, keep your priorities straight. You know, it was really difficult for me when I was younger to do so. But as you get older, it becomes much more clear. And I think we all know what the right choice is most of the time. That being said, (laughs) when can I check my spawns at a family party when I'm 12 years old and don't want to be there? I'm like to play Pokemon instead. When you go to the bathroom, check some spawns. (laughs) When you're walking for one conversation to the other, check some spawns. When you're waiting in line for food to fill your plate, check some spawns. Don't do it at the dinner table. You know, c- come on. We all know how to navigate this. I just want to hear some some ideas from other people as well. But I think for me, and this carries over from, you know, at work when I'm in the bathroom, I check my spawns really quick. No big deal. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Well, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which is I'm actually going to change the verbiage of this question is what are some ways you can enjoy Pokémon Go around others that don't play while staying respectful, I think that is a good way to do it, uh, t- to phrase it. So I'll change it to that. And that question will be posted on uh, Twitter, our pretty much only social media account that is even remotely active. And then you could also send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com, not gocast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped and then you said it again last week. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't notice it until. Fish made the same mistake, and then we backed up so that Fish could make it proper for the PvP corner.
1: I know you haven't listened to it, but I definitely edited myself. I'm like, hey, it's me. That was pretty close, but that's not it. But you can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. But before we get into anything relating to emails, voicemails, etc., we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DefiE, who this week are going to be doing a self-check-in for Glacier Cup, not Glacial Cup sorry fish <sighs> uh your PvP <laughs> emails and much much more
3: hi i'm fish on a heater
2: and i'm defy 250
3: and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that always throws brave bird when running pidgeot DeFi, what's going on in pvp right now
2: Well, we are currently in the Great League and Great League Remix, but it is coming to an end. How is Great League and Great League Remix going for you, Fish?
3: Well, um, as promised, I am not doing as many battles as what I normally would. So up until this point, I've only done 140 battles.
2: I mean, that's still quite a few.
3: Yeah, I was being sarcastic. That is, I think that's quite a lot. It's a... Win rate of 90 wins out of 140 battles, so 65 odd percent. Also, just passed my 12,000th total GBL battle.
2: Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's a big milestone. I, (laughs) for my news, I got my ELO. I hit rank 20, like my goal that I set um on the podcast last week. So my ELO was 2139. I had 128 wins out of 200 battles even, which is a 64% win rate. So not Ooh. too shabby.
3: You and I have always been so like on par with each other.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, feeling pretty good about that and the great league and great league remix that's going to end real quick here that ends on monday december 13th and then we get the ultra league and the ultra league remix but also the holiday cup is going to start on december 16th we are going to cover that in much more detail next week anything you want to add more about go battle league fish
3: nope i think that's it i can't wait to dive into it a little more next week a little more at all next week (laughs)
2: All right, let's go ahead and do a quick self-check-in. We are in the Glacier Cup. So, Fish, have you done any practices, tournaments, any ideas for teams? What have you been noticing?
3: So I've mentioned on the pod before that when I settle on one team, I stick with it for the entire month, and I use it for all of my tournaments that I'm in. So now that my first tournaments have started, my team is locked in. I can tell you now that I'm running Shadow Beedrill, Malamar, Hypno, Frostlass, Rainy Castform, and Barbarical.
2: Lots of fun picks in there.
3: Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you get the exclusive here, Defy. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Don't tell any of my opponents. But there is a couple of... Real curveballs in that team. One is the Rainy Cast Form. Rainy Cast Form is only being used by about two percent of the competition at the moment. Um, also, the Shadow Beedrill running Infestation.
2: Ooh, yeah. Not Poison
3: Jab. No, because so many, so many Pokemon in this meta resist the Poison Jab. Um, a, a bunch of very important Pokemon are weak to the Infestation, and just the faster energy generation. Just kind of that all adds up to me to make infestation a better decision now i've played against people who have not liked that choice and they've also said they've tried it and thought not nah, not for them which i totally understand but for me i've gotten quickly used to it and i'm happy with it and i'm sticking with it
2: awesome i've kind of settled on my team as well uh, for most of my tournaments, for the Girls That PVP Mega, for my Lobby Tournament and Girls That PVP, Pokemon Go Radio. But I kind of want to use the GoCast tournament to do something a little different. I want to make it kind of fun, because I did not have a good time in the GoCast tournament last one <laughs> month. I went one in three with my only one being the buy round. So I just did not have a good tournament. So I want to do something fun.
3: And so what will th- what does that entail? What, what counts as fun?
2: I named my team Captain Crunch's Oops All Water Types, and I'm going to run <laughs> a mono water type team, which if I'm going to do it, I think this is a good meta to make it work.
3: I think so. Um, there is a badge you can earn for your Traveler's card. If you don't know about it, which is a uh, what's it called? I forget what it's called. But um, you earn it by placing in the top fifty percent of a tournament, running a team that all shares one type. So is going for that badge.
2: I am. So all the water types I'm using. I'm using a Polyrath. Oh, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa! Let me, let me, let me guess.
2: Okay. I'm using so a Polyrath I, I, and a dugong. <laughs> So,
3: Okay. Well, Polyrath was the first one that I was going to guess. Um, Barbarical, is that on the list? No. No. Empoleon? Yes. Okay, we've got three. You don't have any Cast, do you? No. No.
2: Whiskash? Yes.
3: Okay, so we've got Whiskash, Empoleon, Polyrath, Dewgong, uh, Lapras? Nope. Ooh.
2: I need a flyer. Oh, Pelipper? Nope.
3: Oh. Gyarados.
2: Yes, but that's not my flyer. That's my dragon user. That's my dragon breath user. Oh,
3: so another water flyer.
2: Yeah. Mantine. So yeah, my team is Polyrath, Dugong, Gyarados, Mantine, Wiscash, and Empoleon. And I was very careful to try to give each Pokemon its own role so I'm not just have a bunch of mud boys. Mm -hmm. Or I have a bunch of ice types so the GoCast podcast tournament will officially start on december 10th america time i'm very excited to try this all water lineup
3: moving on to our deep dive and uh, with due to various circumstances um we had a bunch of different email and discord correspondences that just got caught up in the backlog and defy was saying fish we got to do holiday cup but i was like defy We've got to get to all these emails. The people are waiting for a response, DeFi. And so (laughs) we're going to do a mailbag episode, DeFi. Do you want to take it away with Greninja Muffin?
2: I will. So Greninja Muffin says, Hello, Fish and DeFi. I hope this email finds you well. I was wondering your thoughts on my Ultra League team. I'm running Gudra, Lead with Sylveon and Charizard in the back. I can usually play out of a bad lead, but Empoleon, particularly Empoleon Double Dragon, where the Empoleon is in the back, is incredibly hard to play out of. Are there any changes I can make the team? Not necessarily to overcome this matchup, but just in general. Thanks, Greninja Muffin. Well, Greninja Muffin, I'm not sure if you meant open or Ultra League Remix. Um, Your team does qualify for both but something that might help you is adding in a, like a Regisseal or a Snorlax that might help with that Empoleon double dragon problem.
3: Um, I've noticed that Kingdra resists double water, so it has much better play against Empoleon. So if you want to swap out the Gudra for a Kingdra, that might be an option. I'm, uh, I, I was kind of thinking of it in terms of like, what's a similar Pokemon to each of those that you could switch out. So if you want to switch out the Sylveon for another Charmer, then you could swap it out for Gramble, which has the close combat and crunch combination. Or if you want to swap the Charizard out for another fire Pokemon, Talonflame would work really well because the Brave Bird gives it so much play against like other water types or or just anything that resists fire. Next up, we've got Drew2, who says, Fish and DeFi, this evening I was browsing through the Mudkip I caught in the last few days and spotted one that I suspected might have good PvP IVs, 01413. I looked it up, and to my immense surprise, this is the rank 1 IV for Ultra League. My question is this, am I morally obligated to use this Swampert in Ultra League? I normally don't pay too much attention to IVs, and usually just use whatever Pokemon is closest to the CP limit. But having a rank 1 of something as meta-relevant as Swampert seems pretty special. Also, should I try and wait out Niantic for them to have a time that I can evolve it with its Community Day move? Or just bite the bullet and use a precious Elite Charge TM? Also, also, I spent a good amount of time collecting XL Candy to get my Galarian Stunfisk to level 50 to use in Ultra League last season. Assuming I use this and the Swampert, who should I pair it with? Alright, so let's take that one at a time. First... Am I morally obligated to use a rank one Ultra League Swampert? Yes. Next question.
2: Next question. <laughs> but really, really, it is, it's up to you. Generally, if you're looking at IVs, the top 100 IVs function pretty much the same. So the rank one and the rank 100 aren't that far off from each other. Unless you're looking for something very specific, like, oh, I need a Swampert that beats this specific pokemon then ivs start to matter a little more but having a rank one of something is very special like i have a rank one galvantula and i use it at every chance i get i absolutely (laughs) love it so i think having a rank one is pretty cool so as a pvp fanatic i say yes you are morally obligated to use it but that that's me i totally agree i even though i am
3: fully aware of how much, if any, difference a better rank will do than a lower rank, I still find myself um, like seeing a rank 1 and thinking, well, I've got to use that now. So (laughs) I I would feel morally obligated if I had caught a rank 1 swampert. The next question is, should I try and wait out Niantic for them to have a time that I can evolve it with its community day move? My thought on this is that I do think an event will come at some point in the future that will allow you to evolve it, but we have no idea when that would be. It could be next month. It could be three years away. (laughs) Um, I would probably just use the Elite TM.
2: So I'm currently sitting on nine Elite Charge TMs and 12 Elite Fast TMs. So from my perspective, if this was me, I would just use a TM. I have plenty of them. But if you only have maybe one or two, then maybe wait it out.
3: Finally, what should we pair it with along with Galarian Stunfisk?
2: So I took a look at this and I looked at Open Ultra League. Galarian Stunfisk and Swampert have big issues with grass types. Venusaur, Trevenant, Meganium all give that core a really tough time. Funny enough, both of them do not have good matchups against a Talonflame. Talonflame can beat Swampert. Talonflame can beat Galarian Stunfisk, even though Swampert's a water type and Galarian Stunfisk can throw rocks at it. Talonflame is just that strong. So you're going to want something that can go up against grass types and can also go up against Talonflame. So a couple Pokemon I picked out were Armored Mewtwo, Mandibuzz, Pidgeot and Lapras as being good options.
3: I like those suggestions as well because I think fighters can actually give you a lot of trouble. We obviously know that fighters beat Stunfisk pretty badly, but it's also a pretty even matchup with Swampert. So if you got the Stunfisk locked in against a Machamp, for example, that Machamp could build up a fair amount of energy and then use that to take out the Swampert. So some of those suggestions that DeFi made such as Armored Mewtwo and Pidgeot and yeah, Mandibuzz as well. They all do a lot better against fighters and can kind of temper that.
2: All right. And this next email is actually a bit more of a story. So I was doing a raid in the GoCast podcast server for a Droidagon and I got a really cool message from someone on the Discord afterwards from one of our fellow GoCast patrons. The account's name is Wow. And the person writing said that he runs this Discord account with his son, and he was so excited to grab a screenshot of me and his son's account rating together. He told me that his son would be so thrilled to know that I was rating with them, and we just had a really great conversation about how his son loves the GoCast podcast and loves PvP Corner and just... Really loves Pokemon Go and looks forward to listening to the episode every week. So we wanted to give a big shout out to Thayer and all of Thayer's friends who listen to the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Next up, we have an email from Bulbaseth. Do you want to go ahead and read this one, Fish?
3: Bulbaseth says, hi, Fish and DeFi. With the start of season 10, I decided I wanted to try and do more GBL. The first two days of the season went well and I was actually doing battles and enjoying myself. Woohoo! But since then, I've not done a single (laughs) battle. Do you have any tips on ways to keep myself motivated throughout the season? Secondly, I want to actually do Ultra League this season as I almost always ignore it when it comes around. I currently have powered up a Kingdra rank 46, Houndoom rank 42, and Unpheasant rank 4 and was planning on powering up my Honchcrow, rank 1, Talonflame, rank 3, and Hundo Nidoqueen. Between these 6 Pokemon, what team would you each personally run, and what opposing Pokemon would I need to watch out for? Also, the Talonflame at level 50 maxes out at 2479. When Best Buddied and leveled to 50.5, it maxes out at 2494. How much of a difference will the improved CP but lower level make? Feel free to roast my team if it sucks. Any constructive criticism is welcome. Thanks, Bulbaseth. So there is a lot there, DeFi.
2: All right, let's talk about keeping motivated. So I would say just kind of like how Fish is doing, not pressuring himself super hard to complete all his battles. But it sounds like he did a ton of battles uh, (laughs) because he kind of took the pressure off of himself. And I feel that way, too. I've already gotten my ELO, even though I know for a fact I don't do my sets every day and I don't do all of my sets. I'm not doing any GBL today. And I think I did two or three sets yesterday. So definitely don't do all five every single day. So I think not putting that pressure on yourself is really, really important.
3: I often try fun teams just to see if I can make them work, and that often uh, revitalizes my enjoyment of the game. So on my stream, I like to run Meme Team Monday, which is where I try and make a ridiculous team or Pokemon work. This week, I did Triple Dark in Great League Remix, running Zwilus skuntank and Drapion, and that was a lot of fun and i did also get the wins which makes it even more fun i feel
2: yep and for me i'm just a goal oriented person like i like to set goals for myself so last week on the podcast when i set a goal of hitting break 20 by this recording that was motivating for me so right goal setting if that's the kind of person that you are it's something that works really well for me
3: next up We have the Ultra League team. So, to recap, Seth has a Kingdra, a Houndoom, an Unpheasant, and looking to power up a Honchcrow, a Talonflame, and a Niddoqueen. What are your thoughts?
2: Alright, so I'm going to say right away that, first, you said Ultra League, and you didn't specify. um, If it's Ultra League (laughs) Remix, you can't use your Talonflame. And... Speaking of Talonflame, maybe let's kind of knock that question out right away. You also asked um, the Talonflame at level 50, it's 2479. Best Buddy at 50.5, it's 2994. I mean, Best Buddy, it makes a difference in things like the mirror and like small bulk points. Right, Fish?
3: I looked it up. Um, really, it doesn't even do that. Um, it There are three pokemon in the ultra league meta the entire ultra league meta that you get a bolt point for and for those who don't know a bolt point is when an opponent's fast move does one less damage to your own pokemon so against shadow obama snow galvantula and giratina origin a fast move will do one extra damage per move to the level 50 than the level 50 and a half I, that I don't think that's enough to make a difference. As for the matchups themselves, there was not a single pokemon that I could find in the meta that was flipped as a result of the one or two extra hp and one or two extra defense that you get. So very very little difference. I would recommend if you don't want to put in the work of best budding it, you absolutely don't have to.
2: All right, back to the teams. So I personally love Kingdra and Nidoqueen as Ultra League Pokemon. They work really well together as a core, and I think that would be a really good place to start. So if you want my advice, those would be the two to focus on, Kingdra and Nidoqueen.
3: And I would probably throw in Talonflame as the third Pokemon if you're doing open ultra, just for the same reason that I brought up before about how it's got great matchups against things that can counter it. On the other hand, if you are doing remix where Talonflame is banned, probably Houndoom does a reasonably similar job. So uh, you could try that. Um, Unpheasant is no good. I would not run that. Do you know what moves Unpheasant has, Defy?
2: Doesn't it have, like, close combat? Doesn't it have, like, a big fighting move? That is
3: Braviary or Starraptor. Okay. Unpheasant has Air Slash. Air Slash and Sky Attack's a decent moveset, um, but its second move is Hyper Beam. <sighs> the
2: Beam.
3: <laughs> yeah, which, great if you can land one unshielded, but when you're running Air Slash, it's going to take you a year and a half to get to it and <laughs> it's not the tankiest pokemon to have. in fact it's less tanky than i think a scavalier so you're probably not gonna get to a hyper beam
2: ouch no if if you've got a love for the bird pokemon pidgeot is a really good one for ultra league if you're gonna power that up but i guess on pheasant not so much <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for the email bulbaseth next one is from lurgan rocket Lurgan Rocket says Hi Fashion e 250. My in-game name is Lurgan Rocket. I've been listening to the GoCast podcast for the past few months and really enjoy your PVP corner section. Thank you. I found it very entertaining and informative and have directed several players who have been looking to dip their toes further into PVP to give the podcast a listen, specifically for your section as well as the entertainment value of the podcast overall. That's awesome. Yeah. I wanted to thank Fish specifically for the shout out in episode 170 for having recommended a Love Cup team for him last year that he had success with. And to give you the team I used myself last year to climb to number 112 on the Go Battle League leaderboard with. And that team is Wormadam Trash, Slowbro, and Mola. The team required some good play around Electrode, but between heavy fast move damage that all three Pokemon had, it was generally manageable. Keep up the great work, as always, and may the algorithm be in your favor. Lurgan Rocket. Yeah, thank you so much for listening and directing players to the podcast. That is awesome. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, really appreciate that. Just to um, paint the picture a little, Lurgan Rocket uh, not only... Uh, Got to number 112 on the leaderboard, but he also made it to the Continental Championships, I'm pretty sure, for Sylph. Um, He occasionally pops into my chat and we have conversations about teams and stuff where he is talking at a level far greater than I can possibly hope to get. Like He talks so in-depth and it just comes so naturally to him. He's got such a deep understanding of of the game and uh, mentioning that team that all that brought love cup flooding back into my memory i originally said i was running Alomomola and electrode but yeah now he's just reminded me that electrode was the pokemon that whenever i saw that in the opponent team it was going to be a very interesting battle because there is plenty of play you can have but it does give you trouble so yeah thank you so much for educating me logan rocket
2: All right. And lastly, we have a quick message from Taint, who says, Just got around to listening to the episode where you mentioned my team on the podcast. Thank you for the mention. I was totally taken aback. I'll endeavor to bring an A-team to Glacial. Please pass on my regards to DeFi as well. Hope you're both well. Cheers. Regards have been passed on. Thank you so much. We're glad you were able to feature your team on the podcast. Before we close it out, let's do a little bit of those shameless plugs and some self-promotion. I had a great time shoutcasting the Gym Breakers tournament, Spain versus USA. It was so close. It was a tie. It came down to kind of each team having to pick their champion. It was exhilarating to watch. But in the end, the United States took the championship. We had a quick interview with the team captain, Rise to Occasion, during the shoutcast right at the end. And yeah, it was a really good, exciting time. U.S.A. U.S.A. (laughs) U.S.A. But yeah, it was great. And it was just amazing battles. I I hope to participate uh, in shoutcasting and talking more about Gym Breakers because that was really my first kind of step into it because I don't play on a Gym Breakers team. So it was really neat to shoutcast and talk about those battles and the players. Also, I just want to really quickly point out that I mentioned last week, you know, listen up for something going on with Mazer. So Mazer Gaming is doing Mazer Gaming Gives Back on Saturday, December 11th, and it is going to be hosted by me and casted by Speediest Chief and 2O Butters. And it is going to be at noon. I believe that's noon Eastern on Twitch.tv/slash Major HQ. It's a one thousand dollar prize pool tournament sponsored by Bitball Swap, and we'll be raising money for Zero Cancer to end prostate cancer. So very, very cool, and I am excited to host that tournament.
3: That is so cool.
2: No, I just I love any opportunity we have for esports organizations to partner with pokemon go and really showcase just some of the awesome players that we have and
3: i just wanted to bring up a note on the community that i help run which is palatown pvp i've had literally three different people at different points in the last week talk about how oh yeah they'd love to be part of the community but they're not patrons yet that's not necessary the Discord is actually completely free to join. Um, we welcome anyone in there, whether they are patrons or not. There is a Patreon element for those who want to get a bit more deeper involved in the education and the and the projects we've got going on. But yeah, like if you want to join, it's absolutely free to to take part. Jump in with the More Fish link in the show notes and hope to see you there.
2: All right. And with that, uh, just as a reminder, we love hearing your feedback. Without your feedback, we can't do fun mailbag episodes like this. So if you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can always send your feedback over to PvP Corner at gocastpodcast.com. And in the show description, just like Fish mentioned, you can click on More Fish and that'll take you to information about Fish's projects like Pallet Town PvP. Or you can click on More DeFi to find more information about me and some of my other projects like Twitch and Twitter. And with that, let's send it on back to Chris and Kyle. All
1: right. Thank you so much, Fish and Defie, for yet another informative and rather social PvP corner. We'll have to do another proper episode with them fully together, all four of us. I was so jealous editing you guys. That was so much fun. all right so uh that leaves us to the second to last section of the show of course before goals kyle could you help me out here i'm so messed up from all this news and other sections not happening where are we uh we are at emails city population you me and uh an assortment of voicemails We've got two short voicemails from a young listener named Thayer. We'll listen to those. And we have a longer voicemail from two weeks ago uh, from TJ that I promised that we would play this
4: week. So let's start off with TJ's. Hey, Chris and Kyle. longtime listener, first time caller. This is TJ Anderson. And I wanted to start out by answering today's poll. The end of year Community Day is one of my most look forward to events all year, simply because we get access to the Community Day moveset again. More often than not, after community day is over, after your evolve hours are over, when I'm double checking the IVs before I transfer all of the Pokemon that I caught during the day, I'll find something that's a rank one or two PVP IV. And while we all know that many of the community mons are not going, we're never going to use them in PVP, even if we do PVP, the hoarder inside of us knows that if we're going to keep a PVP Pokemon, we might as well keep the rank one of a community day or of any of them. So, in addition to the shadow that we hoard, and the shiny that we hoard, and the perfect IV PvE that we hoard, we also have a tendency to hoard the perfect PvP for Master, Ultra, whatever. Like you said before, it's the ultimate anti-FOMO event. If you didn't get a chance to evolve that perfect PvP during the community day, then you can do it at the end of the year. If you didn't catch as many shinies as you wanted, you can always go hunting for them again at the end of the year. And... For those of us, especially now that XL is introduced, if, say, we didn't get quite as much XL as we wanted during Gibble Community Day, we can go out and farm that XL candy once again. This one in particular has the advantage of being able to farm XL candy for Pokemon that didn't have XL when they were in Community Day. I think your idea to have them as a every weekend during the month of December is gives players more choices and obviously would be something that I think we would all appreciate. Oh, yeah. Is this something Niantic's going to do? Mm, I don't know. Personally, what I'd love to see is something more along the lines of a battle pass. I think December would be a great time to introduce a battle pass mechanic that allows you to have just a slew of back-to-back, not-too-complicated field researches that are alongside each other rather than sequential, allowing you to earn the reward system, whatever it is, to unlock certain things. It would be great that if during the month of December, through field researched. You had a guaranteed opportunity to catch a at least mediocre IV shiny of each of the community day pokemon saying that you could um get a 10 10 10 shiny gibble for those of or a chance at a perfect g- shiny gibble to get that shundo you know everyone gets that one shot at something that's at least raid ivs um i've always liked the battle pass idea since i started thinking about it a lot during the um commotion that was uh, increased and reduced distance on stops. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that another time. But I think that would be a lot of fun for December Community Day is to have a field research that has a lot of opportunities and has a lot of freedom of what research you do and what research you don't. Obviously, it would be slightly different than just spinning stops or you have to complete all three of these before you get the next set of three um, because that always feels kind of restrictive. Or encourages people to use scanners rather than going out and hunting um, more organically. I'm interested yeah. to hear what everyone else says. a side note, I would like to uh, reach out to all the Poke dads and Pokémoms, the Poke parents out there, after Poke the pants. email that was read last week. We have a lot of them in my community, and I think it would be great just to kind of form a community. Uh, you can hit me up on socials at TJSonOfAnder. Uh, if anyone wants to talk about that, maybe we can start a sub discord in your discord group or, or our own discord break off uh, my advice to the gentleman that asked about YouTube or Twitch um, along the lines of yours. YouTube has the freedom of editing. Downside to that is that YouTube also has the pain of editing um, as a requirement, a base requirement. Oh, man, and dude. Um, when you learn to just record and let it go without all of the editing, definitely makes simple things simpler as a parent. I've been playing with my kids since day one. My oldest is going to turn 11 next month and wow. the kids love it. We'll load everyone dog included in the minivan and we'll go out and we'll tear down some gyms. We'll do some raids. Um, they absolutely loved go fest this year. Um, so playing with kids is a great opportunity. And the area where I'm at, we have a ton of dads that play with just their kids. And it's an opportunity, I think for most of us to, uh, get the kids away from our wives for a little bit and just go out and play and have a good time. Um, what I've done a few times with my kids is recorded videos as is and load them up to Facebook as a good introduction way of letting the kids get familiar with cameras. We know all the kids want to be YouTubers these days. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can encourage a few of them to be podcasters. You That's know The grandmas right. will most likely enjoy any content that you upload of their grandkids. And it gives the kids practice at learning not to share their address when you're videotaping them or say things that they shouldn't because it's a learned skill and it's not something that I think comes naturally to kids who just want to share everything with the world. So hope that helps. Hopefully maybe some folks reach out to me and we can coordinate, you know, as a discord group or help um, the gentleman that wrote in last week, start his own YouTube channel and support him in his endeavor with his kids. Well, first of all, i think tj that's your feedback for
1: the december community day stuff spot on the money i mean i know that i'm saying that because you largely agreed with us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but honestly i think you know the ideas that you've added to the conversation that we had that that was i mean i agree with you 100. that was really great um the idea of of you know as a parent warming up and i'm not a parent some kind of you know <laughs> i'm just from the seat of my pants right now i'm gonna say this but the idea of you know videotaping your kids um and uploading them to like a private video to facebook like to grandma or something as, an, as a form of practice is such a good idea what a safe way to do that that's awesome you know mm-hmm, like i remember mm-hmm. doing some hand cam stuff with like my action figures when i was a kid <laughs> and that never got posted anywhere because well i, I didn't we didn't really have that option when I was that age in particular, but I showed it to my parents and stuff like that. And it was a great learning experience. So what a, what a good idea. I
0: love that. I agree. And also if you've been playing since day one of go with your kid, your kid was five and a half when you started. That's amazing. Like that's just fantastic. to like grow up and have that kind of bonding experience to, to go back on all the time. Absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah. Now speaking of younger listeners, we
1: have two voicemails to play from Thayer. Here's the first one.
2: Hey Chris and Kyle. Um, I have two Pokemon. I have Diglett and a
3: and Owen form. Which one's better in PvP Great League? Thanks.
1: All right, so I listened to this earlier when I was preparing the show. And as you know, Kyle and I don't know Diddly Squat about pvp in comparison to our pvp corner counterparts so i did reach out to them and said hey listen to this uh what sort of feedback or or anything would you give what sort of response would you give to Thayer? and so we got two little responses and i'm going to try to <laughs> it was my task to translate the technical answer in a way that made sense <laughs> oh, no. which i th- feel like i'm the ideal person to do with it because i still don't understand some of the technical stuff so uh 5 posted some stuff in, in a chat channel with us and she said my initial thought is a lolan because to use regular doug trio it needs to be xl and you need mm. to elite tm the fast move to mudshot so the alolan version will take less preparation to get it to its peak performance is basically what she's saying and then where alolan doug trio can be used without doing all of that like we said but neither is particularly great in great league so uh, a better ground type would be Stunfisk. now that being said if you love diglett and doug trio like as a personal favorite who cares just use it that's awesome but i think your best bet from DeFi's perspective would be using Alolan. And then Fish weighed in uh, and said, yep, I agree with that answer. I'd also add that Alolan has better typing because the steel adds a lot of resistance and that I'm super jealous of its hair. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. So hopefully that is a satisfactory answer to you Thayer. Feel free to send us a follow-up, no problem. But here's a second question as well.
3: Hey, Chris and Kyle, what should I do to practice for the... December Community Day. I'm in that we can will be at Disney, one of the best places for Pokemon Go in the world. Thanks.
1: All right,
0: Kyle. You thought you were getting out of a gear up section, but here <laughs> you go. Well, I don't know about practice, but it's all about preparing in that scenario. And but see, the nice part about playing somewhere like Disney World is you have so many stops. You don't really need to have a, a lot of Pokeballs on standby. So I think the most important thing to do is know which Pokemon you really want, especially because it's December. You're going to be seeing, uh, you know, seven, six, you know, six Pokemon spawning regularly, but you're not going to be able to catch all of them. It's just it's just not going to happen. So yep. depending on what you what day you're at Disney World, definitely look at the spawns and which ones you would personally like more of to try and make sure that that's your goal. I very much agree with
1: everything Kyle just said. I'd also like to add that while Fish is jealous of Alone Trio's hair, I'm jealous of you getting to play at Disney World. I have not had
0: that experience yet, and that's got to be awesome. I'm I'm so angry because I went to Disney World like three months before I started playing Go again. Oh, Uh, no. Okay, maybe it was like eight months, but still. Oh, man. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So that would have been like right before you and I met.
0: Yeah, it was it was shortly after I started working at Starbucks. I, I went to to Florida for a trip, so <laughs>
1: That's what every hiring manager loves is hire somebody and they leave
0: for its trip. No joke, do- no
1: joke. No <laughs> joke. I got always hired happen. <laughs> I
0: got hired and I yeah. told her at the interview, I'm like, hey, I have a vacation plan for literally like two weeks from now for one week and i will just be gone yeah i had one day of training and then i left for vacation and then i (laughs) (laughs) promptly forgot all that training (laughs) for the one day
1: come back like can we just start over like (laughs) anyway thayer thank you so much for those questions those were great and we hope that uh the feedback and input from us and Defi
0: and fish was helpful to some degree thank you thank you it's time for some regular emails though and the first one is from Seth. they said hey chris hi I'm pleased to announce that I'm nearly caught up on episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't uh, remember what number you said you stopped at, but I'm pretty sure it was like, I feel like it was 40 episodes ago. <laughs> y- y- mm-hmm. I'm thankful to work at a job where I can often put on an AirPod, Apple product supremacy at Kyle no, or two and listen while I work. Since listening to the episodes I missed, I feel like a bit of a celebrity being name dropped on several episodes in a row. Chris, if you make it out of Denver or I make it to Chicago, I've got a shiny Riolu with your name on it. Well, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I want that shiny Riolu because Chris hatched one two weeks ago when we were together. Three look, weeks look, ago. Look, 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 so look, Chris look. So Chris doesn't need it look, anymore. Look, 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 look. I need one more. I need no, one more. No, for the he Luke he doesn't, need it. doesn't need it. He hatched one raw. It's he, not he's raw. He's got to pay for the second one.
2: <laughs>
1: can we start referring to full
0: odds as raw i no. love that Un- no. unprepared odds in, in other news the bruxious hate needs to stop leave the poor little trigger fish alone no, no i'm sorry i will i will not under no circumstances will i ever leave Bruxious alone it's a gross it's a gross pokemon it's awful <laughs> That's all for now, but I'll leave you with one question. Do you prefer your orange juice with lots of pulp, some pulp, or no pulp? There's only one correct answer, and Seth is wrong. So, Schlundo vibes all, Bulbaseth 7. <laughs> Seth says that it's lots of pulp, by the way. Yes, yes, now, it does. Are
1: you a no pulp sort of guy?
0: I am a no pulp yeah, sort of no guy. Pulp, I want no nonsense. No yeah. pulp. Abs. I don't drink much orange juice, but if I were to drink it, <laughs> no pulp
1: i imagine you having a thought process of just like if i'm going to pretend like i'm having fruit i want to taste the least amount of that fruit as possible
0: so get the fruit out of my beverage (laughs) no it's a texture thing okay it's it's gross a lots of pulp is a gross texture to be drinking
1: um i'm a some pulp sort of guy so it's funny we're like all in different levels oh, of this god.
0: i understand the loss of pulp perspective
1: although i think it's just far too much for me i do enjoy some but kyle when i was younger i used to be the no pulp camp
0: as well oh my god this is a perfect opportunity because i'm first i'm going to ask this question to my girlfriend as soon as this podcast is over because <laughs> we have to have food comp a food related question going at all times and yeah. my most recent one is perfect for mentioning here What do you call the juice that goes on an Italian beef? There are two different names. Isn't it au There's au jus, or if you're from Chicago or the Midwest, they just call it gravy.
1: Right, right. Uh, I I do know I do know about the gravy thing, even though it's technically not gravy, but it also is gravy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but ajou is the technical term, correct? Uh, apparently, ajou is the term if it is a French dipped sandwich, which is what they call Italian beefs everywhere else in the world, just <laughs> wait, not here. Wait, in th-
1: wait, 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 wait! They're French dipped other places, but it's an Italian beef here. Correct,
0: correct. So <laughs> if you go out to like if you go out to like New York or California. You have you ask for a French dip sandwich. But if you're and you'll get an Italian beef, that's what you'll get. You you will get the sandwich. So I I learned all of this like three days ago. So um
1: When are when are we Americans gonna get our culture together, man? I don't understand <laughs> oh my gosh okay people always want to know why is it that americans know so little about about geography and everything outside and cultures outside of our country it's because we still can't keep ours straight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh anyway thank you so much for the email bubble that last email here for this week is from e forker hey hello and hi GoCast crew how are you doing i'm doing pretty well the holiday season is one of my favorite times of the year because everyone's so happy thoughts uh don't ask me that I'm kind of a <laughs> I'm kind of a grinch Kyle uh, I am uh, i am a, I am
0: the quintessential Grinch
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we, we agree on this on this front uh, anyway on to the meat and potatoes of this email I have a serious dilemma I have caught both a shiny and a hundo Dino over the course of the past 12 hours of the dragon spiral descent event and Weekly Breakthrough Box. But luck isn't to the issue here. The issue is that I have 132 candies, not 250, or a million, like most super players. I'm looking at you, Mitch. And I'm not the kind of person who has time to walk a buddy for candies or has hundreds of rare candies on hand at all times. I have 16 rare candies. 16. So which one should I evolve? If Hydragon has any PvP usage, I'll kick this over to DeFi and Fish, but the shiny is pretty boss for a green shiny that is so i'll say again thoughts have a happy holiday season y'all Everlaster e resident holly jolly fellow and Luckmaster wearing a santa cap p.s sorry for the long email happy face i love it when people sign off with that it's so funny wait you mean to tell me not everybody has 400 to 500 rare candies just sitting in their <laughs> item bag at any given time yeah of course <laughs> I'm, this I'm is sure. a great question <laughs> feeling attacked right now no me too man i'm calling myself out i'm right there with you so yeah the question let's just summarize it really quick got a shiny and a hundo dino over the course of the past 12 hours as of writing this email first of all you're very lucky we're all very jealous right uh but here's the thing the question is it good in pvp has actually already been answered to me by fish two episodes ago but like apparently a hundred percent uh, Hydragon is very good in Master League, but then you're going to have to XL it. So I think it kind of makes it mm, a curse of sorts instead of a gift in a lot of ways, considering you're talking about managing a lower amount of resources in order to do this. So I'd probably say use the shiny.
0: Yeah, I would also agree. If you're talking just in terms of what you want to do rather than usability, do the shiny. The. Candy for the hundo will come eventually. Just walk the, it is the way I look at it. <laughs> yeah. That said, given this exact scenario, I had a hundo sableye and a shiny sableye to max out for my ghosts back in the day. And I did the hundo instead of the shiny. But so that was prior to XL candies. It was. It was when the hundo was the rank one for sableye. So, right right so yeah go ahead and and power up the shiny or the
1: hundo just bear in mind that the hundo most useful pvp master league you'll have to excel it and that's a big ask Hopefully mm-hmm. that's helpful to you. But anyway, thank you so much for the email. And if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like these two folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com We also have a voicemail line. It's 262-586-7717. Here's the thing though, is that if you'd also like this to send us a voicemail, but you don't want to call because you'd rather have a audio file to edit prior, you can just email me like a wave or an MP3 or something. Doesn't really matter. I work in media for my real job so send me a file and i'll find a way to make it work no problem uh you can also find out more information about all things gocast at gocastpodcast.com follow us on twitter at gocastpodcast and if you'd like to help support the show monetarily you can do so via patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash gocastpodcast the minimal bottom tier of one dollar a month gets you access to our best perk which is our patron discord server love hanging out in there and so does i think i think everybody else i hope so gosh I, I i hope so what
0: about you kyle what you you like the discord <laughs> oh, the discord's great i love everybody on the discord all right there
1: you go all right cool that's all i needed for validation shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons speaking of patrons cyprian Bo, daniel zekwalker andrew robert Laurie, michael ozzy ted tish ben marvin and mimi sports thayer jason charles modders and Devante. Thank you so very, very much. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you, you can't swing it or you already have and you're looking for other ways to help support the show, you can leave us a review on whatever your podcatching app or service might be that you're listening on with a few exceptions, some popular exceptions like Spotify. (laughs) Yep. please do so. It helps us out immensely. We got another review this past, uh, well, two weeks, I believe from Boy Techie. And they wrote, this delightful podcast is hosted by an absolutely positive Chris and Kyle. The team discusses breaking news, answers emails sent by listeners, and goes into the lore behind individual Pokemon and ideas to improve game design. There is even a segment with two PvP specialists giving tips and tricks into PvP. Shout out to Fish and D.F.A. One of the aspects of the show I enjoy most is the goal setting Chris does weekly. Kyle jokingly groans every week when the segment arrives to set goals for the upcoming week, but the act really drives purpose For the upcoming week, they review the prior week's goals, and there is no shaming for not hitting a goal, even cheering or moaning for listeners who volunteer their wins and losses with goals set at home. You know what? We we do love that. I wish more people would share share stuff like that with us. This is a podcast for everyone, those who played with the cards, veteran game players, those brand new to Pokemon Go and the entire family. I look forward to this podcast every week. Uh, it is an extensive and very kind review. So thank you very, very much for your lovely words. Boy, Techie. much appreciate it. All right, Kyle, get that groan ready right in mm-hmm. the chamber, man. Mm-hmm. Let's set some goals for next week. And don't forget, December Community Day weekend. Although I
0: already have some prior knowledge as to why that might be a problem for you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm not going to be taking part in this Community Day weekend at all i am working on saturday which is not normal but i'm doing it because i have sunday off but sunday is also me and my girlfriend's fifth anniversary so we are going to see a movie with chris and uh, other mutual friends and then do stuff for anniversary stuff so there will be no time for for go this Wait, weekend what movie are we seeing kyle <laughs> It's the only movie that's out right now. I don't. There movies. honestly that's true. That's <laughs> true. It's it's definitely going to be Spider Man though. I already oh, bought the yeah. tickets for everybody. Yes. It's going to be great. I, I'm so excited. I just have to be very careful Friday to Sunday to not be on the internet much. Because so help me God, if anything gets spoiled for me, someone's losing an eye. Bro, I tell you what, I'm so impressed that more of that movie has not been spoiled so far. I've already seen some stuff. Tagged as spoilers on Reddit that I've managed to avoid. So, mm, OK. All right. But so I guess no shiny actual, goal for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the actual goals, because I'm just going to keep saying this goal anyways, is the 30 go battle league battles to actually take part in go battle league this season. I swear to God. <laughs>
2: <sighs> what
0: else? Um, I mean, I want I'm going to finish the Stardust Challenge one way or another this week, so I might as well put that on there. Mischief Unbound finished. That one I will probably have done like tomorrow. I just need to do another raid. I just didn't have time today. Oh, by the time we record next, I will. We will have the spotlight hour. So I can complete oh my, my December God. 2020 <laughs> Community Day special.
1: <laughs> oh geez. I can't believe I'm writing this down. <laughs>
0: All right. Got it. If. if if I am given the 2021 research for free which you know it, it might happen it might not it's okay I will make an effort to try and finish it this year okay okay but, I will put maybe <laughs> new research yeah I, I'm not gonna buy it though like so because I know I won't go into it
1: all right fair enough fair enough okay uh so i've got for you 30 gbl mischief i'm down stardust challenge december community day 2020 special research and maybe new research
0: yeah maybe next week i'll set some egg goals
1: oh yeah i forgot that eggs exist it's going to be quite a thing this weekend okay ready for mine i'm excited yep 30 shinies 25 gold battle league matches i also need to play because I got to was it 18 or 17 last season? I don't remember. I want to I want to hit twenty. Uh one million experience, five hundred thousand stardust, whatever new research the community today or otherwise, and uh a hundred eggs hatched. A hundred eggs hatched. A hundred eggs, yeah. Cause I always okay. say fifty and then I end up like doing like, you know, seventy-eight or eighty-three <laughs> or whatever. Like I'm so close. Like and I gotta maybe, maybe I'll hit my twenty-five kilometers. I didn't set it this week. Maybe I'll hit it if I hatch more eggs. <laughs>
0: That's Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. So thank you everybody for joining us for this rather long episode. uh, And we'll see you next week. Now, we've had some questions uh, from other people in our community and things like that about whether or not we will be recording for, you know, Christmas and New Year's week and stuff like that. While the holidays don't land on our usual recording days and we plan on doing so, I believe so, uh, you know, plans might change. So, my my biggest piece of advice is if you'd like to be up to date on that is well, we'll tell you if we <laughs> we record and we have a plan, but follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast and I'll put an update out there. But if you're in the Discord as a patron, don't worry, you'll know first. So no worries there. All right, Kyle, see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.